Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Back Ram fans, this is Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at LA Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Hey, this is episode 316, our Rams rehash. We've had a night to sleep on it. We are going to talk a little bit more about this Rams-Ravens game. And just a heads up, we're going to wrap things up at the end of this episode, talking about a few Rams at war number 16, because after all, it is episode 316. We'll get to that at the end here. Get through a few notes here. As I mentioned yesterday, that Vikings win over the Raiders really hurts. Would have been nice if the Raiders had been able to find a way to put six points on the board. Come on, Las Vegas. How pathetic is that? This is the type of thing Tom Brady was talking about when he complained about the quality of play in the NFL. And we've seen a few instances of that low-scoring games, shutouts and such, and I think this Vikings-Raiders game 
lists about the worst we've seen. And what worries me about the Vikings is they are 6-3 and three in the conference. The Rams are 4-4. Four and four, And the wildcard tiebreaker basically comes down to head-to-head if applicable. And then the conference record. Now it's complicated if you have multiple teams. Maybe the Vikings get bumped out before you get back to a Rams-Vikings head-to-head. It gets pretty complicated. Not going to get into that. But what I'm getting at here is... I think those six and seven seeds are going to have to get to nine wins. That's going to be the litmus test, basically. But if multiple teams do, then you get into that conference record. So the Rams at four and four in the conference, all four of the remaining games against NFC teams. So at worst, they're going to be seven and five in the conference, which means we are probably going to need the Vikings to lose two out of three of the remaining conference games, and they have the Lions twice and the Packers. So that's very possible that'll happen. Now, if they lose to the Bengals next week, maybe they don't get the nine wins at all, and it becomes a mute point. But I am worried about the Vikings right now. Still like the Rams' chances, though. They just need to take care of business, get three straight wins here. And hey, if they can beat the 49ers in San Francisco, or should I say Santa Clara, they'll be in the playoffs for sure. And the one thing we could hope for is the 49ers have sealed up the number one seed. I don't want to see that happen, but if it allows the Rams to get into the playoffs by the 49ers maybe backing off a little bit, I'm okay with that. I have a feeling that last game is still going to be important for the 49ers as far as playoff seeding goes. By the way, the Rams have exceeded their over-under win total as projected by most of the gambling sites that was set at 5.5, and and they currently have the 14th pick in the draft, and they still have a shot at the 32nd pick. We'll see how that goes. Get through some snap counts of note. Offensive line held intact except for Rob Havenstein, who only had 16 snaps. Still waiting to hear about the injury there. So Joseph Noteboom picked up the slack. Hunter Long got most of the early snaps, 19, and then he went down. Davis Allen picked up the slack there, 55 snaps. Had a pretty good day except for the one drop. Bryson Hopkins, four snaps. Cooper Cup missed two snaps. Puka Nakua missed five snaps. And his style of play, his physicality, they've got to get him out here and there. Don't they? I mean, that guy plays with such a high level of intensity. Kyron Williams missed eight snaps, meaning, of course, Royce Freeman had eight snaps. No sign of Zach Allen. Tutu Atwell had nine snaps before he went down, and that opened up a few snaps for Ben Skaronic. Six snaps. Austin Trammell, two snaps. Demarcus Robinson getting a heavy load. 66 snaps, meaning he missed 11 And I'm not sure if that was the plan or more due to Tutu Atwell's injury. I think it was a little bit of both. Definitely been an uptick in Demarcus Robinson's participation in this offense over the last few weeks. On the defensive side, those four core secondary guys did not miss a snap. Jordan Fuller, Johnny Johnson, Darion Kendrick, Akilo Witherspoon. Kobe Durant got in for 29 snaps, Russ East 33 Kind of gone unnoticed this year. Raheem Morris relying on Kobe Durant a lot less than last year. Inside linebackers, Reader and Roseboom pretty even. Reader 23 snaps, Roseboom 16. And the two primary outside linebackers, Young and Hoyt, 
59 and 58 snaps, respectively. Nick Hampton and Keir Thomas, both getting rotated in 15 and 12 snaps, respectively. And the math adds up exactly. Young and Hoyt missing 27 snaps. Thomas and Hampton combining for 27. So you see what the Rams are doing there. Jonah Williams rotated in a lot. He actually outsnapped Kobe Turner 44 to 42. And Bobby Brown in there for 26 snaps. Remember, he got banged up and had to leave the game for a little bit. The Rams have a nice little rotation going on there. Aaron Donald, Kobe Turner, Jonah Williams, and Bobby Brown. Laurel Murchison also had 12 snaps and Deshaun Johnson a single snap. That's kind of tough getting in for one snap. I'd almost rather not get in at all if it were me. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say... Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
What about pro football focus grades? Well, Cooper Cub, 76.9. He had a big day. Eight catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Getting some extra yards after the catch. Puka Nakua also graded out well, 70.9. Love the way this guy plays, but maybe, just maybe, he should go out of bounds once in a while. Man, he fights for every single yard. Kind of how Kyron Williams plays. And... Good news, Joseph Noteboom actually graded out really well, 68.8. I thought our run game struggled in the second half. I thought it might have been due to Noteboom and perhaps not having Tyler Higby or Hunter Long available, but not sure what it was. It certainly wasn't Noteboom's fault if these grades are correct. And our newly crowned number three wide receiver, Demarcus Robinson, 68.8. On the defensive side, no surprise that Kobe Turner is grading out really well, 80.9. Man, we have a gem. This guy is really, really good and very articulate. If you saw that interview of his the other day, man, very smart, intelligent guy, obviously. A group of linebackers graded out well. Rose Boom, 74.6. He made that one nice play on the Ravens' last drive of regulation. Ernest Jones had a good day too, 73.8. Troy Reader, 72.3. Michael Hoyt, 65.3. So those guys are all getting the job done. Now, somehow they graded Matthew Stafford a little on the low end, 66.2. And our three interior offensive linemen all in the 50s. I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. Now, if you look at the lower grades on defense, Jordan Fuller, man, a really bad day, 29.6. Sad to see guy is usually so consistent, but probably having to have eyes on Lamar Jackson from that safety position, that's a tough task. So maybe we cut him some slack. A bad day at the office for Jordan Fuller. And Witherspoon also had a tough day, 48.6. And Davis Allen in his first real duty as the Rams' number one tight end, not bad, 66.5. I would love to know what would have happened had he been able to hang on to that catch in overtime. Might have picked up the first down. But for his first day out as number one tight end, pretty solid day. Had that one first down conversion, third and 16, as well as the catch and run for the touchdown. I wanted to check in on some ex-Rams. Van Jefferson was active, as far as I could tell, yesterday for the Falcons, but did not show up on the stat sheet, unfortunately. And remember, ex-Ram safety Taylor Rapp now with the Bills. He left a game against the Jets about a month ago on a stretcher. He returned yesterday, got on the field against the Chiefs. So that was good to see. Our guy Johnny Munt had a catch for the Vikings in that barn burner in Vegas. And Josh Reynolds was the Lions' leading receiver. Three catches for 44 yards and a TD for the Lions in a disappointing loss to the Bears. Reynolds now has 31 catches for 454 yards and five TDs on the season. Not bad. And Baker Mayfield threw the game winner with 31 seconds left against the Falcons. Otherwise a pretty pedestrian day though. 14 for 29 for 144 yards. And did you see the dust up between the Seahawks and the 49ers? It all started with an interception by Fred Warner, DK Metcalf, comes up and throws him to the ground, an illegal tackle, I guess you'd call it. Fred Warner gives DK Metcalf a hard shove as he runs past him, and DK Metcalf chases him down, and the two go at it. 
pretty good scrum in the middle of the field before they got everybody separated. Now, I'm kind of torn on this. DK Metcalf, no saint, obviously has some anchor issues. We've seen it. But then Fred Warner, I'll never forget that cheap shot on Matthew Stafford that didn't get called. Pretty incredible. Just another comical event in the storied career of DK Metcalf. A couple other things. Maybe Mike Florio got my memo. I stumbled across a video, him and Chris Sims, his partner, talking about the resurgence of our Los Angeles Rams. It was a pretty good video, actually, and props to Mike Florio finally getting on board. This is a guy who continuously called out the Rams about how they're going to be such a horrible football team, how Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford are going to get traded. Sean McVay should have just retired and on and on and on. And now, man, throwing a lot of praise at the Rams right about now. And I wanted to give a shout out to Nate Tice of the Wind the Clock YouTube channel. If you want to understand the Rams running concepts, how they have revamped their running game, primarily behind this duo principle, duo runs, track down his video. It's a really good view, very informative. You want to become a slightly smarter Ram fan, check it out. Nate Tice, Wind the Clock YouTube channel, talking about Ram Duo Runs. This particular video is actually titled, Deep Dive, How the Rams Use Motion to Confuse Defenses. But it really is all about duo runs and the other runs they use off of similar alignments. Before we get to our uniform segment, who wore number 16 for our Los Angeles Rams? Just one last word on this Rams-Ravens game. I know, heartbreaking loss, but you know what? I'm just not feeling that down about this loss. I know I should be. I should be devastated, but I'm not. I'm really happy with where this team is at. I don't think this team has what it takes to win the Super Bowl but I do think it has what it takes to make some noise in the playoffs. Hey, you get in the playoffs, you never know. Anything can happen. But I just feel really good about where this team's at and how they're playing, the personnel, and our potential for next year. I'm just enjoying this run. That game was fun. It was entertaining. And a lot of our guys took another step forward. I have felt a lot worse about losses that were really meaningless games. But for whatever reason, this loss, as meaningful as it might end up being, I don't know, I see a lot of Ram fans just spilling their guts on Twitter and elsewhere about how horrible they felt after this game. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good about it. As good as you can after an overtime loss, I suppose. But as Sean McVay said, man, I love this football team. I love a bunch of these players, and the future is looking pretty positive from where I'm sitting. Wrapping up episode 316 here, let's talk about a few guys that wore number 16. Three quarterbacks wore number 16 for the Rams. Ron Jaworski, the Polish rifle, he was part of that quarterback controversy I talked about a little bit when we discussed James Harris. Played just three years for the Rams, 1974 through 1976, went on to have a much more prolific career with the Philadelphia Eagles. Next up, another 16 we need to talk about, Jared Goff, 
played five years of the Rams, finished with a 42-20 record, despite going 0-7 in his rookie year under Jeff Fisher. And yeah, I'm here to tell you, wins and losses is indeed a quarterback stat. Goff finished his Rams career with 18,171 yards passing and 107 TDs. And the last quarterback we'll talk about, Bryce Perkins, the great hope after his 2022 preseason performance, did not translate to the field, though, and he was not brought back. I'm surprised he hasn't caught on with another team. No, he does have a skill set that might serve some teams. You know, in a backup role, I could see that happening, but his NFL career could very well be over. A couple other number 16s worth mentioning, Danny Amendola. He had some time with a couple teams' practice squads before finally getting on the Rams' active roster, played four years for the Rams, and then he got away to the New England Patriots, where his career kind of took off. And remember Brandon Williams? Pretty good punt and kick returner for the Rams back in 2007. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.